Welcome. Good to have you along. Yours truly, Ron Stafford, with you inside of your listening device. This is another exciting episode of Unconventional Ministry. Of course, we are a podcast a service from Set7, where we chat with uh, ministry leaders. And we've even had the CEO, the brand new CEO of Set7, Rita L. Munayer, live from a call from Cyprus. It was just a wonderful conversation with her. We'd love to have you on the program as well. Go to sat7.org, click on the podcast link at the top of the page, scroll on down, listen to our past podcasts, and you can also fill in the information. You can join the conversation, fill in the information there, and then Dennis Weems uh, will be in touch with you. There was a video that went viral some years ago, probably about five years ago, of a girl by the name of Miriam. Her family and her community were pretty much ravaged by ISIS. Just what ISIS did to her community there in Iraq was just absolutely devastating. And one of our reporters on the scene, a gentleman by the name of Assam Nagi, brought Miriam to the attention of the world. She pretty much flat out forgave ISIS for what they did to her, to her family, and to her community in Iraq. The video went viral, and the rest is history. And on the line with me right now from Beirut, Lebanon, is our Sat7 reporter Assam Nagi. Assam, welcome to the program. How are you, my friend? I'm fine. Thank you, Ron, for this chance. And I want to greet everybody that is listening now to your podcast, Unconventional Ministry. My name is Issam Nag, as you said. I work as a producer and director, scriptwriter as well. been working for Sat7 uh, for the past 13 years. And uh, I was privileged in 2014 to go and cover the events that took place uh, at the Nineveh Valley, where ISIS uprooted most of the Christian community there. Back in 2014, this took place in August, and uh, I visited them uh, in uh, Christmas 2014, it was in December, and uh, I met Miriam along with many other children who had a lot of stories of hope back then. The story of Miriam was like any other Iraqi girl, but the words that she carries in her mouth that are just coming out from her heart was pretty amazing, and she shared about that she forgives those who did that to her her community and her family and she meant by those isis so she forgave those people who did that to her community which was a very 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 amazing and hopeful message in the midst of all this darkness that took place back then i learned then uh like just last year i heard that they are back to their home so they were among the lucky families who uh, their homes weren't neither like torched or demolished by ISIS. But of course, it was looted. So when we heard that, I took a flight and went back to Iraq mm. and uh, visited Miriam's family in their original home. And this is what brought the uh, idea of the new documentary that was released uh, just days ago awesome. on Sat7 uh, yes. website and also on Sat7 uh, YouTube page called Sequel of Hope. What that means is that we want to uh, accompany the um, story of Miriam and her family and how faithful God is to this family. Uh, God has been faithful to his people in the Old Testament and he is faithful to his followers and this is valid till day i filmed with miriam again a new interview in 2019 she was nine back then the first interview now she's turning 13 Mm -hmm. and uh she is still hopeful and she is very much thankful for the lord that he is so faithful for her and her family and actually i visited them during the easter week so the documentary is just amazing story of this family and how God's faithful to them and also uh, with it you can mix the events that took place during the holy week so 
even in the churches that you can still see the uh, marks of the smoke on the walls because most mm-hmm. of the churches there were torched. Mm-hmm. Still, people are flooding in the churches and they all praise God. And uh, one week earlier, in Palm Sunday, the whole population of Karakosh, and Karakosh is the name of uh, Miriam's city, they were all in the streets and they were lifting up the palm leaves and everybody was praying mm-hmm. and they were so happy that God bring them back to their lands. So I think that this is a great hope in God's promises right. in the volatile world that we're living in nowadays, yes. in the turbulent uh, events that are taking place all around the globe. Yes. You can still see and witness God's faithfulness yes. to a lot of people around the world, and Miriam's family is one example. Exactly. Let's unpack this for a little bit. Take me back to how you first met Miriam and how that whole first interview of their sitting on the steps, how did that all come about? I was just visiting Iraq for 48 uh, hours back then in 2014, and I was passing by an incomplete mall because uh, when this thing took place in uh, Karakosh and Nineveh Valley, uh, people fled to Kurdistan, the northern part of Iraq. Mm. And uh, the thing is that uh, I visited many families and many children, interviewed them because I was working back then as a producer for children's show for Set 7. So uh, the moment I get into this unfinished mall, I found this little girl that is holding my hand very firmly and she told me i know you from tv eventually <laughs> she used to watch set seven kids yes, programs great. when that's she was great. back at her home mm-hmm. and she told me i know uh, that you're gonna ask many children here some questions mm-hmm. make sure she told me that i quote her words make sure that after you finish all your interviews i want to talk to you i have something to share with you wow. so this was very actually captured my heart and uh, after i finished all my interviews she came and she started to tell me her story. And uh, the first interview that was done with Miriam back then, a lot of people had been touched by it. Actually, in a matter of days, uh, about quarter million uh, have viewed this uh, video. And uh, we got a lot of messages from different countries around the, the world with different languages, like Polish, Chinese, Romanian, Czech, you name it, uh, Russian, uh, Italian, French, English, lots of people around the world had been touched by Miriam's testimony. And this what took place in 2014. Mm. Actually, Miriam back then had three main wishes. One of them was that she wanted to be reunited again with her uh, friends. She lost one of her Actually, her dear friend had been lost during the war. Second thing that she wants to get back to school because she was very, very, uh, she was a very successful student. And the third thing is that she wants her message or her voice to be heard. Uh, and actually, Sat7 helped in making the three wishes came true. First of all, during uh, like Easter 2015, we get to know that Miriam's friend, her name is Sandra, is in Beirut, Lebanon, one of the refugee camps. And we gathered them, we reunited both of them, Miriam and Sandra, via Skype back then. And this was a great thing. And also, we made a second visit to Miriam in 2015. Mm -hmm. And I remember that weeks before this visit, I went, I, uh, I was in a trip for the U.S. And I came back with a full with cards, more than 1,800 cards painted by the children of the U.S. as a token of thanks for Miriam and her family because uh, as Miriam and her family brings hope to those people, the people in the U.S. actually, they are just thanking Miriam 
for her story and sending hundreds, hundreds of cards from all over the U.S. and other places in the world to Miriam. That's what, what was what was the reason behind my second visit to her in 2015 in a trailer. They was then living in a refugee camp and I handled her this bag full of cards and she used to put those postcards on her wall mm. and that made her day for years and years. Mm. That's fantastic. When I first watched that video, I was blown away by a couple of things. Number one, the faith of a nine-year-old who can forgive such a horrible organization as ISIS. And I love the song that she did at the end of the interview as well as some. The faith of this girl was incredible. Her parents has uh, have raised her up in a, yeah. uh, in a f environment full of faith. Yes. And uh, yes. it was very, very easy for her to recite the song. Hmm. Afterwards, in editing or during editing, of course, while she was singing it, there was no music. But we felt like she has such a wonderful voice. If we can back it up with some music that would make her message uh, like even more touching for people who are viewing it, because basically this was her voice. We just added the music afterwards. She, she talks very openly. And when she sang the song, she was like as if she was talking to God face to face, mm. thanking him from the deepest of her heart. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The cross that is behind you and the 14-year-old Miriam that you did? As you think about here in the U.S., we think about all the things with the Iraq war and Saddam Hussein and all of that. That cross in the town is just fantastic. And the backdrop, when you've been heard just sitting down, that was, was just a wonderful piece of video. It was just fantastic. Well, in the new documentary, Sequel of Hope, which is 30 minutes long documentary, mm -hmm. I wanted to shed the light not only on Miriam, but on the community itself mm. and her family. So we started this documentary by interviewing her sister and then their mom. Afterwards, we interviewed Miriam. And the place that I found that is very uh, close to uh, context that Miriam wanted to give her second testimony in, I couldn't find in Karakosh, mm. but this location. Okay. Just at the foot of this big metal cross. Mm. Because first... Miriam's testimony, second testimony, she wanted to give a uh, different point of view than Miriam when she was nine years old. Yes. She wanted to say that Jesus is her friend. I quote her words. She mm. said that Jesus is everything for me. Mm. So I think that I wanted to let the cross just feel as if he is like taking care of Miriam and her family, mm. as if he's the cross represents God as the guardian, the protector to the whole community there. Mm. And this was during the uh, Good Friday time. And uh, that's why this encouraged us very much to see that at the day where we all remember that Jesus was crucified, this mm. is the day that opens a new page of hope for Miriam and the community in the Middle East. Yeah, it was just a wonderful piece of video. I love how when you visited her back in April that she calls you uncle. Talk about that if you would. Some of the cultures in the Middle East when uh, you're not a family member and the kids there call you uncle, <laughs> this is a very, very uh, important thing for them. They don't do that normally. So Miriam knows that we care for her, we love her and her family. That's why she called me an uncle. And my wife Magdalene, she called her auntie as well. Despite of being in different countries, God can uh, bring his body and gather it from 
every place around the world. And this is the powerful of being one body in Christ. An Egyptian family, my wife and I, we went and revisited Miriam, uh, a family in Iraq. And we were accompanied by our colleague from Sat7, Ray Heinen, as well. Mm -hmm. So it was a great gathering. And you can see people from different parts of the world. They are just together to share how our God is so faithful. Exactly. What do you hope that our listeners to this podcast will learn from watching both videos, Miriam as a nine-year-old and the most recent sequel of Hope documentary? What do you hope our listeners learn and our viewers uh, learn from watching her story? Well, I want the, the listeners to, first of all, I want to strengthen and encourage their faith. No matter what we're facing in today's world, our God is so faithful. He can forgive and he can give a new way of hope in spite of the darkness that is uh, happening all around. So it's not only my message, it's her message. God is the same every day. Yes, absolutely. Back in the day, today, and tomorrow, he is so, so faithful. So this is what I want to pass on to the world today. And it is not only the message of Miriam, it's the message of this communities that God has restored back to their lands hmm. to encourage the believers nowadays and look at the world around you Ron. the darkness is all over yeah. but we still have hope and this is the key to christian life that absolutely. no matter what's happening around us we can make sure that god is in control that's absolutely correct how has this changed you how has this strengthened your faith as all the moment that i uh, back in the first time back in 2014 i was actually afraid but after I get, God is in control, and I shouldn't be afraid. Actually, I was so I was so afraid that moment that I just before I leave my home to the airport, I ran to the Bible. I opened the great passage in Isaiah 19, when God is speaking about an oracle over Egypt. I quote in uh, Isaiah 19, uh, verse 23. God is saying that the meaning of the verse is that. Uh, Egypt and Assyria, which is today's Iraq, they will gather together and they will praise the Lord. And Israel will be a third to those two. And when those three nations will gather together, they will be a, a blessing in the midst of the earth. I didn't know what that means until I get to Iraq and saw the hope in the eyes of the children. Because God also, through Isaiah, is speaking that in the same chapter, blessed be Egypt, my people. Assyria or Iraq nowadays, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. And when I take a deep look on the faces of the children and their eyes, I can see what does it mean for God when he said that, blessed be Assyria, my handiwork. I can see the hope coming out from the eyes of those children. That's why, or that is what encouraged me big time before taking the plane and land in Iraq. Mm. So this changed me big time. You asked me, Ron, how this affected me. This has changed my life vastly, vastly. And I would say that the sequel of hope, it's not only for people to be encouraged and to see how faithful God is. This changed my life as well. Because every day I would remember the story of Miriam and her family and to make sure that he is in control despite of all what's taking place around us. Thank you so much for that. I know your time is precious, and it's a, a late hour there in Beirut. Would you mind closing out our time together, Assam, with a, a brief uh, word of prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you very much for taking care of every single child, mother and father and family in the Middle East and all over the world. We cannot handle what is going on nowadays in the world, but 
we have hope in you. And we knew that a lot of people would be touched by this sequel of hope. And we know that this would be used to other people around the world to see and to make sure that you are there. You are living God. You hear our prayers. And you want people to know you. God, please open our eyes to see you and be one in you. And in spite of what is happening around the world, let us have hope in you because you are the source of life. Thank you, Lord, because you're listening to our prayers and you were able to restore back Miriam and her family as an example and token of your faithfulness. We pray and we knew that you're listening to every prayer. Make us, God, be real salt and light for the whole world. It doesn't matter what's happening around us. Grant us more faith in you and renew our hope in you every day. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Assam Nagy, a Sat7 producer, reporter, and um, just an all-around great guy. Thank you so much for the time today. It was just absolutely fantastic. I'm just curious, are, are you planning to check in every couple of years with Miriam and her family? What's, what's the future of, of your plans with her family? I thought that the story has ended when I visited Miriam the second time in 2015. Hmm. But eventually it ended up that we visited her in her home in 2019. Right. Actually, during our first interview in 2014, I told her so. I told her that I hope that I would meet you one day in your home. And she said, it's up to God. And it happened. So we are open to God and how this story would be um, developed in the coming future. Because I think that God will keep using not only Miriam and her families, but such stories to show how... Uh, in control, he is. So we're open to the Holy Spirit in that. Excellent. Assam Nagy, Sad Seven Reporter, thank you for the time today, my friend. I was just an honor having you on the program. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ron. And again, that is Assam Nagy. Uh, check out the video online. It's on our Facebook page, sat7usa.org. You can check out Facebook there. The story of Miriam, both past and present, will truly touch your heart. It's more than about touching your heart. It's really about affecting change for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And just a reminder, uh, share and rate this podcast as well. Subscribe it, share it. That's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford, thanking you, as always, for being right there. And remember, only with God's strength and God's help, you truly can make it a great day and an even better tomorrow. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. Sat7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology. We beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. And by partnering with churches, we're able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world. We also offer web streaming, and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. Sat7 has a satellite television channel for Arabic children where they're allowed to produce programs for their peers. In order for Sat7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you. Visit us online today at sat7usa.org slash unconventional. That's sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.